You're listening to Rhema for Today. God is a just God. And He won't ask us to do something that we can't do. I believe that I could make my request known unto God, but it was hard to believe that I couldn't fret. But God said that we don't have to fret. I would say then that I refuse to fret or have any anxiety about anything. Now I told all this to this minister I was telling you about. I would tell the Lord, I said then, that I bring my request unto Him. And then I would thank Him for the answer. This quiets my spirit and pacifies the troubled spirit that the devil tries to make me have. I get up and go, and before I know it, the devil is trying to get me again. I just simply go right back and read this verse again and keep claiming it. Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan continues his teaching on how to train the human spirit. Find out more next on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. I remember a little saying that I read years ago in the newspaper. This, this little old saying was, A scared prayer ain't no account. Well, this little, little excerpt was the saying of a man who wrote the paper. The man who wrote it said that down in the state of Georgia years ago, there was a man and his wife and his son out in the field chopping cotton. Now, this, this son was of full-grown fellow, nearly 30 years of age, but he never married. He still lived at home. He wasn't just really all there mentally. Well, there came up a cloud. It began to thunder and to lighten. The lightning began to flash. It looked like it was just going to rain in a moment, but the old man wanted to hoe out to the end of the row. The lady and the boy wanted to go to the house, but he said they should all finish their rows that they were on. before, And so before they could finish, the lightning became very bad and the thunder rolled, it began to rain, so they just threw down their hose and began to run towards the house. When, it's, when, it, when they saw that it just looked like they weren't going to make it, the storm in full fury was just breaking upon them. The old man and lady got out on their hands and knees and began to pray. Then the boy, or the, the young man, who hadn't gotten down on his knees to pray, but continued to run, turned around and and yell to them, Come on, Ma and Pa, a scared prayer ain't no account. Well, you know, friends, there's much truth to this. That's what the Spirit of God is saying through Paul. Paul is telling the people that when he said, Be careful for nothing, or as we read here, the Amplified Translation, Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And so let's not only be a doer of the latter part of the script of this verse, Philippians 4, 6, but let's be a doer of the whole verse. Now, I'm only using this verse as an illustration. We need to take the whole New Testament, all these letters that are written to the epistles, that are written to the churches, and be a doer of them. I remember in connection with this verse of Scripture here in, in Philippians that a number of years ago a minister came to me. Well, I felt so sorry for him. But sometimes, you know, just feeling sorry for a person, a minister, whoever they are, doesn't help it. 
It doesn't give him an answer just to sympathize with him. Something I know had come up in this man's life. The storms and the tests were on. He couldn't sleep. His stomach, according to his testimony to me, was upset. He wasn't able to keep anything down that he ate. His nerves were just shot because of this particular incident. He came to me to see if I could help him, and thank God I could. At first, he sort of rebelled against the help, though really it was God's help. I began to tell him what the Word said and how to pray about it. I had him take this scripture and, and, and read it. This very scripture that I've given you, Philippians 4, 6, be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known unto God. And I had him to read it from the, transla- uh, the Amplified Translation. Do not fret to have any anxiety about anything. But uh, he would say then to me, oh yes, but everybody doesn't have the faith that you have. I told him that they didn't, but they did have the same Bible I have. I told him that it wasn't a matter of having a lot of faith. He told me it seemed that I didn't have a care in the world. I told him this was because I was practicing the Word. I kept telling him that even though people didn't have as strong a faith as I did, they did have the same Bible, and if they'd practice it, they could build up their faith and become strong in faith. I told him that it's a matter of endeavoring to practice the word. I told him that as long as he was going to worry and fret, he wasn't going to sleep or eat. I told him that when I get alone and read this verse out loud, I tell the Lord that his word is true and I believe it. I told this minister that he would be tempted to say he couldn't help worrying and fretting. But I told him that God hadn't asked us to do something that we can't do. Now, when God said not to fret, this, this means then that we can keep from it. God is a just God, and he won't ask us to do something that we can't do. I believe that I could make my request known unto God, but it was hard to believe that I couldn't fret. But God said that we don't have to fret. I would say then that I refuse to fret or have any anxiety about anything. Now, I told all this to this minister I was telling you about. I would tell the Lord, I said then, that I bring my request unto him. And then I would thank him for the answer. This quiets my spirit and pacifies the troubled spirit that the devil tries to make me have. I get up and go, and before I know it, the devil is trying to get me again. I just simply go right back and read this verse again and keep claiming it. Now, see, I'm telling this minister and you too how how I practice the word. After I told this minister all this, he told me later that when he started doing this, the problem worked out and did not get as big as he was expecting. He was going to be sued over a certain condition, but it didn't amount to anything. God helped him out of it. Now, you know, friends, you can become so fretful over something that you don't eat or sleep. Your stomach feels as though it has butterflies in it. All you have to do is to practice the word and you'll get results. Now, we read Philippians 4, 6. Uh, Let's read the 7th and 8th verses of this 4th chapter of the book of Philippians also and see what he said will happen as a result of practicing the 6th verse. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, 
Then he went on the eighth verse and said, Finally, the brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. Now, many people want what the seventh verse talks about, but they don't want to do what the sixth verse says to do to get it. You see, the seventh verse says, and the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. But it only happens as you practice verse six. See, they don't want to practice what the sixth verse says, which we read earlier. But in order to get what the seventh verse says, you have to practice the sixth verse. God's peace, one translation says, will garrison and mount guard over your heart. In other words, it will keep guard over your heart and your spirit. Friends, the education of our spirits, the training of our human spirit, the development of our human spirit comes by practicing, number two, by practicing the word. Can you reap the results and have peace and not be a doer of the word? No, you really can't. Some people who worry and fret continually think on the wrong side of life. They continually talk unbelief. The more you talk about something, the bigger they get. If something isn't true, honest, just, pure, and lovely, then don't think about it. You see, this eighth verse says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Now, remember I said practice the word, be a doer of the word? All right, do verse 8. Do verse 8. Practice this verse. Now, you see, uh, so many times, as I said, so many times people are thinking about the wrong thing. Now, you know what they're thinking about because what they talk. Out of the abundance of the heart, the Bible said, the mouth speaketh. They, they continually worry and fret and think on the wrong side of life. They continually talk unbelief. And as I said, the more you talk about some things, the bigger they get. If something isn't true, honest, just, pure, lovely, and so on, meets all these qualifications, then don't think about it. It may be true, but it might not be lovely. So don't think about it, and don't talk about it. The Amplified Translation, a version reads, the love of God in us is ever ready to believe the best of every person. I've found out through the years that most of the stories that I've heard about people aren't true anyway, so don't, don't talk about these stories you hear. Don't even think about it. You can hear everything in the world. Some things you hear might be true, but they not, might not be pure and lovely. And notice it says, and of good report, so then you should not think about them. We give place to the devil by thinking about these things. The devil's greatest weapon is the power of suggestion. The devil is ever seeking and endeavoring to enter into your thought life. That's why Paul 
is saying this here in Philippians 4, 8, think on these things. So then meditate and feed on the letters that were written to the church. These are letters then that are written to you as a believer. Here is God the Holy Spirit speaking to the church. And so meditate upon these letters and upon what he has to say. And then be a doer of the word. Now, if you'll do that, you will grow spiritually. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. You can find more resources, including messages that expound on this week's subject. Visit us today at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. This month's package starts out with the one CD from Kenneth E. Hagan entitled, How to Train the Human Spirit. Also in this offer is Ken Hagan's book, It's Your Move. These two resources are for the discounted price of $10. That's $9.95 in savings. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. If you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. You want to mark your calendars for July 24th through 29th. That's Sunday through a Friday. And the Sunday service starts at 6 p.m. And then Monday through Friday, it's 10 a.m., 2.30, and 7.30. And then we have the youth. Youth Summer Blitz. Blitz. And it's like a youth camp for the youth. Uh And many, many churches bring their youth. And because there's guest speakers, there's teen talk, there's all kinds of things going on for the teenagers. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we'll continue Kenneth E. Hagan's life-changing message. That's tomorrow on Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.